packing shoe boxes at my church is really exciting because it's all about the children not about how many boxes all the time god knows how many boxes he needs for those children it's an amazing opportunity to to share the gospel and not only for for the kids that will receive these boxes but i've seen a difference in my own church people in my own church being touched the kids in my church sometimes knowingly sometimes not knowingly but god touches the kids in my church and just to know it has an impact both in this side and in that side of the world that's what filled my heart every time we pack a shoebox. Good morning. Welcome to Broadway Baptist Church. It's great to see everyone this morning. A uh, big day here at Broadway with our fall festival this evening. Uh, great, uh, great ministry opportunity for our church and for uh, us individually. So, I uh, hope to see you all there tonight uh, with all your trunks, and thank you for donating all the candy. I'm sure Daniel will have more to, to say about that later, but uh, it is great to see everyone in the Lord's house this morning. Uh, I'm going to make just a, you know, uh, a quick announcement and read something. So the college ministry, uh, this last Wednesday, they put together the food backpacks uh, and, and delivered them uh, to the Youth Service Center, and they were very excited and very happy to see those backpacks come in. They're very thankful. Uh, so I want to encourage uh, you all as a church and just remind you uh, of the great work you're doing there and uh, the ministry uh, that's happening there. So your donations and everything you give and do uh, are greatly appreciated. Yesterday they packed the shoe boxes and, and uh, I, I didn't see them pack. We, were, we had our lock-in on Friday night and uh, we were not in the fellowship hall because the fellowship hall was filled with things uh, for the shoe boxes. So uh, thank you to get, for giving to that and uh, giving uh, kids across the world an opportunity to hear the gospel through uh, the shoebox ministry. Uh, if you would please stand uh, for the reading of God's word this morning. Colossians 3, verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience bearing with one another, and, if one has a complaint against one another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. I have another announcement or two. I want to talk to you about tonight a little bit. If you want to volunteer to do something, please just show up. Don't, don't feel like you have to have already signed up. Uh, and when you come, see me, okay? Don't go see Pastor Daniel. I promise you need to see me <laughs> instead of Pastor Daniel. And I'll put you to work in the right area. 
I do need a Santa Claus. We had a Santa Claus lined up for one of the trunk displays who had to drop out the last moment. If any of you gentlemen would like to play Santa Claus or any women who would like to put a beard on, we'll put Santa Claus. <laughs> we need a Santa Claus for tonight, so see me after the service if you'd like to do that. Now that I'm excited about having a men's choir today, those brave men who were brave enough to come up here are going to sing a great song, and I think you'll enjoy our opening song.
Thank you, men. Would you please stand with me as we sing together, Have Faith in God. Join me as we go to our Savior in prayer. Holy Father, what a privilege today to gather in this place that's been dedicated unto you, the place of worship. We serve a true and the living God, one who is righteous, one who is long-suffering, who is patient, faithful, true, always. And we give you praise and thanks the privilege of knowing you as our Lord and Savior. Thank you for every good and perfect gift that you give to each one of us and the bountiful blessings that you pour out upon this congregation. We thank you for the fellowship of this church, the warmth and all the good things, Lord. And Father, we know that we have some of our church family who are ill. We lift them unto you this morning. We have some still in the process of grief. We pray for those this morning. Pray for those who are facing surgery this next week. We pray, Lord, that you would prepare them. And then, our Father, there are those that just have a burden on their heart. Maybe it's within the family. Maybe it's a lost loved one. Maybe it's financial problems. Whatever it is, Lord. 
Some of our church family, no doubt, go through loneliness. And we pray for these people, Father. They are our brothers and our sisters. And we lift them up unto you. We pray that you would encourage and strengthen them. And Lord, that they may sense your presence with them day in and day out. Thank you for the men of this church. And I thank you for our pastor. Pray for he and his family. And I want to pray for Brother Di, one of our laymen, that will come and share your word with us later. May our Father, you speak through him. Cleanse him and anoint him to share your word this day. And may our ears be open, quick to hear, and our heart sensitive unto you. And may someone come to know Jesus as their Savior and Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen.
morning. I would first be remiss to not say, if you don't believe in miracles, uh, how about those wildcats, huh? All right, um, I want to give uh, this morning, just to take a few minutes of your time to kind of introduce our deacon team. I'll, I'll just, like I said, mention their name and then talk about the various ministries that we have amongst our deacons, okay? Um, active deacons right now are Huey Adams, Ron Berry, Richard Carroll, Gary Cromwell, Kevin Dye is serving as our chair, Anthony Eldridge, Keith Gowdy, Jim Hatmaker, David Huff, Gene King, Van Knuffel, Larry Stafford, Steve Sword, Skip Stevens, and myself, Ray Vasky, as your vice chairman. So again, I want to describe just the, the various ministries that we have. Our first team is our crisis care team, and the mission of the crisis care team is to minister to the church family members who have recently experienced a major negative life-impacting event, such as a death in the family, a fire, or loss of job, or even divorce. And so uh, we try to focus on extending Christian love, care, and compassion during a time of crisis. It communicates, this team communicates with the church office to accurately understand the crisis situation and those involved and pray with those affected by the crisis at hand. We also provide, uh, this team also provides information to the deacon body and the pastor on how the church can best assist in the crisis. The team members for this team are Keith Gowdy, Huey Adams, Steve Sward, and Gary Cromwell. Our next team is our hospital visitation team. And this mission, obviously, of the hospital visitation team is to minister to those who are sick and those admitted to the hospital for an extended period of time. Um, this team communicates with the church office to identify the members that are currently in the hospital, and they do follow-up with the members during the first two weeks after they return home from their visit. Uh, the lead team members on this are Skip Stevens, Gary Cromwell, Larry Stafford, but all of your deacons do try to participate in visiting those at the hospital. Okay. There's a few teams here, so bear with me. Our homebound ministry team uh, is there to minister to members of Broadway Baptist Church who are unable to attend church activities for various reasons. Uh, this team creates and maintains a list of church members who fall into this category. They review and update the phone numbers and addresses that, uh, for those people that make sure they are correct. And they administer the Lord's Supper to those who are unable to attend the service. Your team members for this are Gene King, Jim Hatmaker, and Kevin Dye. Our Helping Hands team, uh, this is to provide general maintenance to the church campus and for those church members who are unable to otherwise do it for themselves at their home. This may include um, minor, minor electrical repairs and changing light bulbs, minor plumbing repairs, painting projects, carpentry work, uh, general yard maintenance, wheelchair ramps, and handrails have been some projects we've completed. Um, those team members are myself, David Huff, Huey Adams, Ron Berry, Jim Hatmaker, and Anthony Eldridge. Our new member follow-up team, um, this is a very vital team to our ministry. Um, it's to provide our uh, timely in-home visits for those that have recently joined Broadway Baptist Church. This team reinforces the welcoming spirit of our congregation. We communicate with the church office regarding new member information and encourage new members to engage in Sunday school. We also follow up with phone calls for the first few months after a new member has joined the church to keep in touch. Our team members for this team are David Huff, Kevin Dye, Van Knoffel, Richard Carroll, and Gene King. And our and then let's see our outreach team excuse me our outreach team is um, to provide a timely follow-up to our weekly guests and attendees at broadway baptist church um, these members participate in the grow out, outreach visitation that meets twice a month uh, we make phone calls and contact and we report, report the results of the contacts the brother heard these team members are huey adams steve sword richard carroll and myself and lastly is our widow ministry team. Uh, the mission of this team is to minister to those members of Broadway Baptist Church that have lost a spouse and provide compassion, love, and care 
to assist with the transition of um, transition to life without their spouse. Uh, we reach out with cards, encouraging letters and phone calls, provide follow-up home visits as necessary and requested, and assist in short-term upkeep of the general home maintenance. And our team members for this are Ron Berry, Keith Gowdy, Van Knoppel, and Jim Hatmaker. So it is a pleasure and an honor to serve you as your deacon, and um, I know the, I speak on behalf of the rest of our team that we are blessed at the opportunity to serve you. So feel free to reach out to us and contact us at any time. Thank you all. Thank you, Brother Ray, for that good word. We're going to sing, uh, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. I'd like for you to stand as we sing, please. This will be an offertory.
Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to come into your house today, Lord, to worship you. And, Father, we pray that we glorify you in all that we do. Lord, we ask that you would take these tithes and offerings as a portion of what you've blessed us with and use them to the glory of your kingdom and the growth of your ministry here at Broadway Baptist Church. Lord, we thank you for all that you do for us, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.
Master, the tempest is raging, the billows are tossing high. The sky is all shadowed with blackness, no shelter or help is nigh. Carest thou not that we perish, how canst thou lie asleep? When each moment so madly is threatening her grave in the angry deep, the winds and the waves shall obey my will. Peace be still. Whether the wrath of storms, storms to see. Oh, demons, oh, men, oh, whatever it be, no water can swallow the ships where lies the master of oceans, not earth and sky. They all shall sweetly obey my will. Peace be still, peace be still. They all shall sweetly obey my will. Peace, peace, be still. Master, with anguish of spirit, I bow in my graves today. The depths of my sad heart are troubled. Awaken and save, I pray. Torrents of sin and of anguish swept up my sinking soul. And I perish, I perish, dear master. Oh, hasten and take control. The winds and the waves shall obey thy will. Peace be still. Whether the wrath of the storms to see, or demons, or men, or whatever it be, no water can swallow the sheep where lies. The master of ocean and earth and sky. They all shall sweetly obey my will. Peace be still, peace be still. They all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace, peace, be still. Master, the terror is over, the elements sweetly rest. At sun in the calm lake is mirrored, and heaven within my breast. Linger, O oh blessed Redeemer, leave me alone no more. 
and with joy I shall make the blessed hope and rest on the blissful shore. The winds and the waves shall obey thy will. Peace be still. Whether the wrath of the storms to see, or demons or men, or whatever it be, no water can swallow the ships where lies the master of ocean and earth and sky. They all shall sweetly obey thy will. Still, they all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace, peace, be Good morning, Broadway. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the awesome privilege of coming into your house this morning. Father, I thank you for the privilege of standing before my church family and bringing a message. Father, may we honor you today, as I know that we have already. Father, as a nation mourns this morning, we turn our hearts to the folks in Pennsylvania the senseless loss of life. Father, may the God of comfort be so real to those folks this morning. And Father, may something good come from this. We ask that you'll wrap your loving arms around them that they may see Christ. And they may take comfort in who he is. Father, we humbly ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have a copy of God's Word this morning, would you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11? A very familiar, loved scripture in Hebrews. This morning I'm teaching from the New King James Version. And the header that I have this morning says, By faith we understand. This morning I want to share with you, just for a few moments, our walk of faith. Hebrews 11, chapter 1, or chapter, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 6. Without faith it is impossible to please him. 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When our prayers are not answered exactly as we think they should be, sometimes we begin to wrestle. Sometimes our minds begin to feel with, feel with doubt. We begin to feel unsettled in all that we do. Our confidence is sometimes shaken. Often the problem is not about the kind of prayer that God gives. Sometimes it's the very fact that we feel that God is not listening and God is not answering our prayers. We begin to wonder, we begin to ask, why is God silent in my circumstances, in my situation, in my sickness, in my struggle? In times like these, when our faith is tested, when our hearts are in a state of unrest, we begin to battle feelings of comprehension and concern. When fear grips us and we find ourselves in, in the seasons of insecurity and uncertainty, what do we do? Our Lord's ministry on earth teaches us that Jesus has the power to deliver, to heal, to save, and to change a heart. Whether it be physical or, or spiritual or emotional, Christ can restore. Amen? He is the Almighty One. He is the Creator of all. Scripture tells us that everything is held together by His hand. And because everything is held together by His hand, Paul tells us to firmly hold to the faith we profess. And that's what we do. We hold firm. We stand. We pray without ceasing. We praise Him. We give thanks. And we trust. Paul goes on to say, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. Not with a trembling spirit, but to come boldly to the Father. You see, over and over in the scriptures, we see the need to come to Christ. Jesus tells us to come, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest for your soul. Rest for your mind. Rest for a brokenhearted person, individual. What happens when you and I wrestle? We take our eyes off the very one who has the answer. In John, Jesus says this, Whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. When you and I come to Jesus with our petitions, we demonstrate our trust and faith in His ability to meet our needs. 
When we pray, we need to come to God with a humble attitude. You and I need to understand that God's sovereignty gives him the right to choose how he will respond. Years ago, I had a life-changing moment. My former pastor and mentor was pouring into my life. He was investing in my life as a young man. He was challenging me in my walk each and every day. And he said this to me. He said, God has the right to do a greater thing in your life, Kevin Dye. From that moment on, my prayer life changed. From that moment on, I began to see a loving father calling me to cast my cares and cast my cares and keep casting my cares upon him. And I began to come to Christ demanding nothing because God knows more than we do. He understands our needs before we ask. When we bring our requests, our hurts, our pains to Jesus, we need to come in obedience to His authority. In other words, we must submit to God. Totally surrendered. I have come to fully understand how fruitless and how useless it is to ask anything of God unless I am first willing to live under His authority. It is pointless. We must follow Christ without compromise. We must do what God tells us to do no matter the cost. Pleasing God takes courage. Pleasing God can be difficult at times. Let's be honest. It's a focused trust and confidence in His Word. Pleasing God requires obedience to His Word. True freedom, true joy, true liberty comes when we are totally surrendered to Christ. And sadly this morning, there are people gathered in churches around our nation, around our state, around our city, who want the blessings of God, but do not want the responsibility of walking closely with Him and living in total obedience to His will. It's like having your cake and eating it too. I firmly believe the primary reason why believers do not see the power of God and why churches do not see the power of God is because of our disobedience to His will. I grew up in the country. We have the old green Broadman hymnal. Does that ring a bell? The old hymn, Trust and Obey, describes it so aptly. Then fellowship sweet, we will sit at His feet or walk by His side. What He says we will do, where He sends we will go, never fear, only trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. Do you want to sing that? 
to be happy with Jesus, but to trust and obey. If we want sweet fellowship with a loving Father, we are called to trust and obey. All of us know that God can work, and God will work in every situation, every hurt, every circumstance, if we commit to trust to His good intentions. Let's be honest. How often do we pray and not truly expect a response? Just going through the motions. God calls us to pray with faith and not doubt. If we pray without faith, we seldom ever will see results. So why is faith so important? The Holy Word of God clearly teaches us that we come to God by faith. Faith permeates the pages from Genesis to Revelation. Faith is the essential ingredient in any exchange between man and God. Our text this morning, without faith it is impossible to please God. In Romans, the Apostle Paul writes, By faith we gain access in the grace where we stand. Friends, that's where we are today. That's what we're going through today, what we're facing tomorrow, what we're facing next week. It's where we stand. And he says that we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We gain access by faith to grace where we stand. Faith equals obedience. Faith equals fortitude. Faith equals righteousness. The late Dr. Jerry Falwell once said, Little faith says, God, I know you can. Great faith says, God, I believe you will. Perfect faith says, God, thank you. It's already done. God, I know that you'll accomplish this in your time and in your way. So, Father, help me to focus on you. Help me to focus on whatever is true and noble and right and lovely and praiseworthy. King Solomon wrote, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It is vitally important this morning that we maintain a thought life in a godly way. A thought life that honors God. When our faith is tested, and you can be assured that it, it will be, stand firm. Our prayer should be this. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. When we are tested, we need to remind ourselves that faith penetrates the heavens and allows us to see the will of a loving Father. Faith is a light the darkness cannot dim. Faith is an anchor the storm has no power to uproot. And faith is the heart cry of every born-again believer. Faith sees the invisible. 
Faith believes the unthinkable. And faith does the impossible. Faith proceeds seeing. Faith proceeds hearing. And faith proceeds touching and receiving. Faith is a substance of intangible hope, the assurance, and the possession of the absence of perception. In other words, being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. Paul, speaking of Abraham, says that faith is fully persuaded. He did not waver through the unbelief regarding the promises of God, but was strengthened in his faith, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. What promises are you standing on this morning? What are you trusting and believing God for today? James tells us that he who asks, he who comes, must believe and not doubt. To let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he said that he that wavers or doubts is like a wave tossed by the sea. James chapter 1 James says, the one who doubts is a double-minded man and he is unstable in all of his ways. Our faith, faith trusts the character of God. Faith trusts in the veracity and faithfulness of his word. We serve a faithful God. Our faith is a precious gift from a loving Father who defines truth not by our standards, but by His. The gift of faith is given to every heart of every believer. The psalmist knew this. He knew what it meant to trust in the character of God. I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in my salvation. Faith is persuaded. And faith trusts in the character of God. And friends, this morning, our faith should never grow stagnant. Our faith should be ever-increasing. Fed by the Word of God and stretched and exercised in the trials of life. Our faith should be growing more and more each day. We as a church, we as a body of believers, need to give God the glory in advance of the victory, in advance of the evidence, to look beyond the current state, to look beyond the current suffering and look beyond the current chains of adversity. Look beyond the storm-swept sea. And we as a church need to trust God for His best. Amen? My wife often reminds me that our, 
our attitudes determine much. Faith flows from the heart. Faith calls things that are not as if they were. Faith's got a voice. Our faith has a voice. Faith speaks a language of truth in every situation. Faith comes through the Word of God searching for His promises. Faith opens what no man can shut. Faith demands obedience. Noah built the ark. Abraham offered Isaac. Moses walked across the Red Sea on dry land. Joshua entered the the promised land. David faced Goliath. What is your faith demanding of you this morning? I believe our actions quickens our faith. I believe that. Our faith is our victory. We've got to feed it. We've got to exercise it. We've got to embrace it. And whatever means necessary, we must protect it. It is through faith. It is through trust. It is through patience that we inherit the promises of God. You and I need to decide in our hearts right now if we are in it for the long haul, come hell or high water, we will not throw in the towel. We will never give in. It's taking a stand. Because once we, we lock into our faith, God shows up. And when God shows up, everything changes. No power restrains God from doing anything He chooses. Yet God chooses to love us and bless us. The goodness of God far exceeds our ability to comprehend. In Matthew, he said, He came to earth to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. I know that God loves me. I know that God loves you more than we can love ourselves. And I believe His purpose for our lives are greater than ours could ever be. The darker it gets, and it's getting darker. We live in a fallen, broken world. The more we cast upon Him, the more we confess, the more we trust, the longer it takes, the stronger we become. Faith is believing when we don't see it. Faith is obeying when we don't understand it. Faith is, is pushing and persisting when we feel like giving in. Faith is thanking God before we receive it. Thank is giving when you don't have it to give. And faith. Faith is trusting a sovereign, gracious, heavenly Father who knows what's right, who knows what's best. Amen? Let's bow. As Gail and David come, the first steps to a life of true joy, of true significance, begins by acknowledging the need of a Savior.
turning away from sin. Believing that Christ came and died to pay a sin debt and was raised on the third day. And then confessing Christ as Lord and surrendering control of your life. Inviting Him in. And saying that you and you alone are my salvation. Word of God says that for by grace are you saved through faith. A simple act of faith. If you are here this morning and you have yet to invite Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, I invite you, this church family invites you to come and get it settled today. Father, we are trusting you to do great things in the hearts and lives of those gathered this morning. Have your way. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together, please. We'll have our invitation. Pastor Daniel will be at the front, singing, leaning. We trust and obey. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His good will, He abides with us still. Um, Kevin, thank you so much for that. What a blessing it is. We are expected. God has called us to have faith, uh, and, and it is. He blesses us when he, we have our faith. So thank you so much for that, Kevin. That was a wonderful challenge there. From That's called the Hall of Faith, that chapter there in Hebrews chapter 11. I want to quickly go over in two minutes what's going on this afternoon and evening and this coming week because we have an exciting day planned out. I, I promise it will only be quickly. Uh, today is what we call the Fall Festival. The fall festival starts when the people from Airtime Inflatables arrive at 2 o'clock, as long as it's not raining. They are bringing a 24-foot high rock climbing wall. It's going right there. And then they're bringing a mechanical bull, and it's going to be set up right there in the parking lot. So um, they, will have, they will have be manning that bull and rock wall from 3.30 to 7.30. They bring the folks for that, so we don't have to do anything. Now, the reason they're here at 3.30 is for, for us folks... We need to ride the bull and climb the wall before 5 o'clock. When the other people show up at 5, 
it, the lines get really long. So you need to be here. If you want to climb the wall and ride the bull, Sherry and I are going to ride the bull. It, we're going to see who can go eight seconds. And um, No, it's eight seconds. It is eight. She said it's seven. Eight seconds. Yeah, there's a movie about that. Uh, but that is, uh, that's today at 3.30. Everybody needs to be here at 3.30 ride the bull with that. So what's going to happen also, the... Um, the, uh, uh, the tr trick-or-treating, there's 55 parking places out there. I have about 47, 48 trunks, so I've almost reached my goal of 50, and of, of those 55, two of them are going to be the food trucks. So I have about 53 places we can bring our, even if you don't have, if you haven't signed up, you can still bring your car. Listen, all children want are candy. They don't even care about trunks. Um, you just throw a pumpkin there and give them a piece of candy. They will be happy. We want it, children are coming for candy, so we want that packed with uh, parking places. David Dell's taking all my workers with that. David's job, what he's over is he's over the food. We're make, we're the food in the fellowship hall is free. We're serving chili pies. We have a cotton candy and popcorn. Is that it, David? Anything else? Cool. So, so, yeah, hot chocolate. And we, I think we, didn't we run out of food last year? So it was, uh, we had a lot of folks. Now we've got the two food trucks coming. It's Bradford Barbecue and an ice cream truck, all that's half price. So uh, it's gr great deals for that. So uh, that's going on. Um, security, um, Roy Browning and Jordan Bells. We are closing our parking lot here, the entrance at 4.30. And the reason why, we have a little train we run around. And it's dangerous. We can't have, the train doesn't have lights on it. So we can't have cars pulling in the parking lot with the train doing spins out and out there. So at 4.30, everyone needs to be in here at 4.30. So um, everybody needs to park. The, the other folks, when they show up at 5, they park in the, uh, in the uh, uh, housing over there on Seattle Drive, PNC Bank, as well as Commonwealth Urology, and they can walk over. We'll have a police officer here, a Lexington police officer here, from 4.30 to 7.30 to make sure they can stop traffic and get folks safely across the street. Now, for your trunk, we have a mystery judge. If you can win this, this is called a burley here, and um, it goes on your front door. If you have our mystery judge, will pick the best decorated trunk, and you can win this, get ready for the big football game on Saturday night. We also, oh, one more thing, our Santa Claus, uh, Phyllis Alexander, where, where's Phyllis at? Her Santa Claus went to the North Pole. We can't find him. He's kind of flaked out on us there a little bit. She, uh, we need a Santa Claus for her trunk. And she's also, we created a hashtag, it's hashtag, that's the pound sign, Broadway Fall Festival. And whoever gets the most likes wins a cowbell. Phyllis is going to have, now this is for the Georgia-UK game, you can ring it. <laughs> so you take a picture for that and then she'll give you that prize if you get the most likes for that. If you show up, Lana Tipton, where is Lana at? Right there. She is parking your trunk. So if you need electricity, you need to be parked along the wall here and bring an elect electrical cord. So uh, that way, you, we, if your trunk needs electricity. So she'll be here probably about 2.33, ready to start parking you. Also, you will likely run out of candy. We have refills. We have tons of candy. When you run out of candy, you don't close your trunk. Lana walks around with a wagon and gives you a refill. So that's uh, so everybody. You, you just keep you just keep the candy machine going. So that that is this afternoon. It's going to be a great event. Uh, even if you haven't signed up, it's going to be so much fun. This is 
all the city comes to this. It's going to be a great first touch experience here at Broadway. So you need to dress up, have a wonderful, uh, wonderful experience. Hopefully the rain holds off. This coming week is Halloween. We do not have services on Wednesday. We have little cards out here. So when trick-or-treaters come to your house, you can place an invite to Broadway Baptist Church. So there's no dinner, um, choir practice, uh, youth group, uh, children's choir, Bible study. There, there's nothing of that going on. Next Sunday, you gain an hour of sleep. It's, it's um, fall backwards. So everyone should be here at Sunday school because you should be well awake next Sunday. That's on November 3rd, 4th, I believe. So that is, that's this week. It's going to be an exciting time here at Broadway. All right? Hey, uh, Steve Mosco, who is our handbell choir director, just sent me a text after the cowbell. Would you please join our handbell choir, Daniel? We love you. <laughs> okay. We're going to stand together. Are you ready for that? <laughs> We're going to sing the chorus, Leaning on Jesus. <clears throat> leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all of Everlasting heart. God bless. 